Welcome to episode number 86 of the Active Geek Podcast, and in this episode we are talking about the Defenders, the street-level heroes from Hell's Kitchen, New York, set in the Netflix universe. The Defenders features Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil. You've waited since 2013 for this moment, and they are all finally teaming up. So make sure you watch The Defenders on Netflix Friday, August 18th. All eight episodes will be up for your binging pleasures and make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the other social media so we can reach more listeners. So without any further ado, this is episode number 86 of the Active Geek Podcast entitled The Defenders. Thank you for waiting, but we are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast, and we are your hosts, Jim Dolulo and Chuck Miller. And today, we are gearing up for our summer TV event. We're talking about the Defenders today. That little group of street-level Avengers that debuted in 1971 in Marvel Feature Number 1 and was created by Roy Thomas, with no relation to Dave Thomas from Wendy's. So, (laughs) just for that. The Defenders, for me, and we'll get right into it, Chuck. The Defenders, for me, I didn't really, like, I knew they existed. But I was more of an Avenger guy. You know, you got Cap and, you know, Hulk and Iron Man and all the the good ones. Spider-Man, all the cool heroes are in the Avengers. And then they're like, oh, we're going to throw these street-level Defenders out there. I knew about them. Didn't really pick up any of the comics as a kid growing up until, like, 2005. They had, like, some miniseries, so I picked them up. But I will say, now being a 30-year-old man, I have some more appreciation for the Defenders. So when you when you were a kid, or, or now as an adult, when was your first taste of the Defenders? My first taste was in, yeah, I was probably like, you know, 10, 11 years old. In the early 90s, um, I did get a couple Defenders comics only because I was a huge Spider-Man fan. And Spider-Man uh, in the 90s was a part of the Defenders. So I was going around looking for anything that had Spider-Man in it. Yeah, he was one of those one-shot characters that joined the Avengers. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was like, like he was, a couple issues. Yeah, Cap was in a few issues. Oh, if you look at the list of people that were in Defenders, it's... Yeah, but I don't count them as members because they were just like, oh, we're here, we're going to help. They were like more like recruits. When you think of the Defenders, and we'll get into like their main cast members, but it's nothing like what we're getting on the Netflix no, universe. not at all. And we'll talk about that, but the one thing I, I will mention about the Defenders that's really cool is it had one of the very first interracial kisses on mainstream comics, and that was between Misty Knight and Iron Fist, both characters who we're going to see in the Defenders series, which is also really cool. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Defenders are from Marvel Comics, obviously, and they are getting a Netflix series that pairs Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage into their wonderful world. And there will be so many more characters, but we're going to talk about that later. We're just talking about our history with the Defenders. So Marvel makes the planetary uh, Avengers. They, they are there to save Earth. They're there to save them from MODOK and Red Hulk and all the big villains and the Kree and the Skrulls and all this fun stuff. Then they make the street-level guys. 
I think the street level guys are pretty cool. You know, you can feature everybody in there. Spider-Man is ideal for the Defenders because he's a street level guy. You know, he's a street level hero. Moon Knight, Blade, you know, Punisher. These are all street level guys. What's your concept? Like, what's your thought on the concept of a street level Avenger? I like it because, you know, the Avengers seem more, <clears throat> like you were saying, planetary. They're fighting aliens and these big bad. Defenders more grounded. And like you said, they're more street level. So, you know, you're not getting this, these cosmic um, battles. A lot of it is, uh, you know, there's like dark <laughs> arts involved and just straight up street level. Yeah, and you think about it. These are these are all guys and, and gals that are living on the streets. And I'm thinking more of our Defender universe and Netflix universe of what we're talking about. But the original members, like these are the founding members of the event of the Defenders: Doctor Strange, Hulk, Namor, and Silver Surfer. Yeah, you know, completely different from what we have now. Because I don't think they're street level at all. Ma- Doctor Strange, Doctor might Strange, be because the closest. He, yeah, because he lives in New York. Yeah, um, Hulk. I mean, it's kind of, you, you can't be cons- conspicuous if you have a giant green rage monster running through New York City. There's going to be a lot of damage, and then that's going to spawn into, like, damage control is going to have to come. And definitely not Namor. Yeah, Namor lives under the water. He lives in Atlantis. How the hell is he going to... And then you then you have an alien. Yeah, yeah. So, and, like, Silver Surfer, Surfer is, like, the, the herald of Galactus. So, like, when Galactus calls, is he going to come down to New York and be like, hey, dude, it's time to go. Time to eat planets. I don't think that's how it's going to work. So those those members are, are kind of crazy. But back to the whole street level thing, like you're living on the city. You're living in the city. You have to defend the city because I you're not going to have the big guns, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel. These characters aren't going to come down for a mob boss who's taking over Hell's Kitchen. It's It's smaller crime on a larger scale, essentially. You know, because it's a it affects an entire city as opposed to a a, a tire, entire planet. So, like I said, there have been some out of control members of the defenders, like our founding members, and then there's been some really cool um, members of the event of the defenders. I'm going to call these guys the Avengers a lot because it's just it's weird to me. I don't know. So here are some other characters. So you have Hellcat, who we will see in our Netflix universe, Valkyrie who has been in pretty much every Defender kind of lineup, and we're getting her with Tessa Thompson in Thor Ragnarok. Nighthawk, who we have yet to see. Um, Beast, who we'll never see in the Defender universe. My favorite, the Son of Satan. You can't go wrong with the Son of Satan. And Luke Cage, and they were the early ones, right? So for the first two iterations of the Avengers, we get one true netflix defender with luke cage which is i understand that's fine but then you go to there's a group called the secret defenders and that's dark hawk we haven't seen ghost riders and shield spider woman and wolverine i'm not going to see spider woman or wolverine then the last defenders the last offenders i like this one blazing scroll nighthawk colossus and she hulk i want she hulk we'll get back to that then you have 2011 Defenders, and that's Doctor Strange, Red She-Hulk, Namor, Silver Server, Iron Fist, Black Cat, Nick Fury, and Ant-Man. And then finally, 2017 lineup. It was Netflix Universe as far as the television show, but then went into the comics, which is awesome. I love that Marvel did that. You get Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, 
and Iron Fist. And Daredevil, or I'm not, Jessica Jones has never been a member in any iteration of the. I don't think Daredevil has either. No. Um, So you're having these characters that only half of the Netflix lineup have been true members of the Defenders. But you bring in two other ones. And Daredevil's uber popular now, so I can understand that. And he fits perfectly in there, as is Jessica Jones. But Jessica Jones, man, that's the, the you pull it out of left field because not many people know about her. Not I that, had no idea who she was yeah. when she came out. And I, I still think not a lot of people know she's a superhero. Based off her, you know, her Marvel Netflix show, it really wasn't a superhero type show. It was more of a uh, in-your-face kind of psychotic thriller kind of show with Purple Man, but... What what fate members are your favorite? Um, some of the members that I really like, uh, of course, Luke Cage. Yeah, Daredevil. You're a big Luke Cage fan. I am. You have a. We both have the same shirt, but you wear it a lot more than me in public. And then the only pop that I have bought that wasn't part of the uh, Marvel Funko Pop yeah, box collector corpse was Luke Cage. Um, so I like Luke Cage, uh, Doctor Strange, um, uh, Namor. Yeah. I always love Namor. Drax. He yeah. was part of it. Um, so, of course, Spider-Man. Yeah, so you, you went with a couple of the guys who were, like, the recruits, like Drax yeah. and, and Spider-Man. I'm thinking, you know, of course I love, you know... We've done a, dead, um, a Daredevil and Iron Fist and a Luke Cage episode. So those guys are really cool. I've always liked Silver Surfer. I think he's really cool. Black Cat I've always liked, mainly because of the costume. But then you get, you know, Beast is really cool. And then Namor, I, I, I love the water people. Namor, Aquaman, stuff like that. I really enjoy that. So that's my favorite. But my current favorite lineup is the, the Netflix. The Netflix universe is amazing. The Netflix. I don't read the comics. I didn't read the Daredevil or the Defender comics, but I, I know you got the first one, right? Uh, no, I'm currently reading them. <clears throat> and is it good? Uh, yeah, it's really good. You know, it's not really um, has nothing to do with the Netflix universe. Yeah, well, you can't do that. Um, the big bad in that is uh, Diamondback. Okay. Well, yeah. He was. I mean, he was a big bad. He was, in, but I'm not talking about like. Is he know, dead? Did they kill him? No. Okay. Man, what what a, what a ball drop! That was such, a, you know, that was a terrible. He was terrible. Yeah, they should have kept Cottonmouth as. I love that all his villains, all Luke Cage's villains in the first season, were named after snakes, and they weren't snake people. I wish they would have had scales. But um, another uh, black cat has a big role in the uh, comic, and there, you know, that and that bothers me a little bit, and I didn't know that, and now I'm glad you brought that up. Black Cat is a Sony property, right? Yes. I mean, in in all lack of better terms, Sony's working with him with with her in this black and silver movie with Silver Sable. Why, if you're going to include four characters that are specifically in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, why would you take a Sony property? You know what I mean? You know, it's kind of like I get what they're doing because she's like. She's, she was in the the 2011 Defenders, so they, they kind of brought her over. And, you know, you got to bring in, like, I guess, a sexy costume for people because Black Cat has a sexy costume. But, I mean, there's so many other people that the MCU has that they should bring in. Now, the one thing I wish they would have brought in, and I'm not sure if Marvel Cinematic Universe has the right, but She-Hulk, is she part of this whole... 
I know we've talked about her as she is, but with Universal, I believe, holding the rights to a solo Hulk movie, would they also hold the rights to She-Hulk? I don't know. We're going to have to call Kevin after this episode. Hey, and Kev. We'll, we'll find him. I, I got his number on speed dial. He, I'm telling you, he listens to us, so we'll, uh, we'll get a hold of him. When I was growing up, I played a lot of sports and a lot of team sports and a lot of team games. Captured a flag, you know, hide-and-go-seek for teams, cops and robbers. And usually, you have to pick your teams. You don't want to get caught with that little fat kid at the end because then your team's going to lose. So, Chuck, if you had to pick a top five starting lineup for the defenders, who would you pick? All right. I had fun with this one. Did you want me to play, like have Bruce Buffer from UFC like come in and scream it's time and like play some Space Jam music? Okay. You all ready for this? Um, so, of course, I put my man, Spider-Man. Okay. I, I tried to go with different um, iterations of heroes. Okay. So, Spider-Man. Then I wanted a uh, cosmic guy, so I picked Silver Surfer. Okay. Doctor Strange. Okay. Deadpool. Okay. Luke Cage. All right. Deadpool, not a defender. He... I mean, he... Again, you're focusing on the one-shots. He he was part of the defenders at one point. Yeah, but, like, the recruits and, like, the yeah. one-shots. He wasn't part of, like, the steady team, but I get where you're going. So, my five were all, um, you know, I the only one I didn't add is, well, he's he's on the current defenders. So, um, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage. So, three of the, the Netflix guys. Because, you know, you need a quick one, you need a cunning one, and you need a strong one. Namor, because I love Namor, and Silver Surfer. I didn't want to go with the, the one-offs because they're, they're part-time heroes for hire. Whereas these guys are heroes for, like, they're right there because they're always in the city. Like, Spider-Man is based in New York. And I understand why you put him there. He's your, he's your boy. Spider-Man is based in New York, but, you know, how often is he in New York when he's with the Avengers and Fantastic Four and going on all these wonderful quests? So I uh, I really stayed away from the ones that I thought would leave except for Silver Surfer because, you know, he's just going to surf out and we'll never see him in the defender universe either because so or it's sony no fox. fox fox wants to play games and keep him and not use him stupid so we're going to go back in time we're going to go to 2013 when the defender series and the whole the universe of netflix was announced where it, you have it was in october 2013 yes where you have daredevil jessica jones iron fist and luke cage all culminating into our wonderful defender series so, when that was announced, what did you think? I was pretty pumped because the first thing they said was, we're doing Daredevil. Yeah. And I always liked Daredevil. And I know the Ben Affleck movie really put a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth um, because it was shit. Uh, but I was like, all right, you know, I think that on Netflix, be a darker, grittier version could be really good. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. And then they announced that, you know, they're doing Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist. And everything was cultivating to a Defenders miniseries. I was like, you know what? Sign me up. Yeah, and, it, you know, at the time, that's when... This is where Marvel, I guess, is is top dog. And we know that they're, they're, they're the big, big cheese as far as the comic book go right now, but... They get the rights to Daredevil. 
probably late 2012, early 2013, and immediately announced that they're going to work on it. They don't want to drop it. They don't want to have it stay in the in the vault. They're saying, we are going to get, we have Daredevil, we're going to do a series, and we're going to base our entire television series and our universe around Daredevil, a blind superhero. But we're not going to put it on ABC. We're not going to put it on FX. We're not going to give the network the control. We're going to put it on a pay subscription channel or service. They're going to allocate the right amount of time for what we have, and then we're going to be in control of it. And we don't have any limitations. And this was 2013. They had already been bought by Disney. So the first thing you're saying is, all right, Netflix. I didn't have Netflix back then. I didn't really. They didn't really have any big content. Yeah, well, they around that time they were just starting to put out original. Yeah, content. yeah. It was like Orange is the New Black and House, House of, of Cards, Cards and stuff like that. So I was curious to see how it was, and then I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get Netflix because I want to watch it. It was one of those things that it could go really good, like it is now, or it could be really, really bad because you're getting characters that. Maybe not a lot of people know, besides Daredevil, you're getting Jessica Jones, who, I mean, you're, for lack of better terms, you're a comic book nerd, and you didn't know who she was. You know, you get Iron Fist, who people may confuse with Iron Man, because they just have iron in front of it, and you're getting Luke Cage, who most people don't know either. They don't know Power Man. The only Power Man they know is Power Man 5000, and the whole, the whole, whole paradigm could shift. So I was wasn't on the fence. I was excited, but I was worried that they were they were going to drop the ball because it was it was a pay paid network or pay service, and that people might not gravitate towards that because we you know we live in a world where we have to get the most bang for our buck. And if Netflix is not known for their original content, do we put our faith in it? But I was very excited. But then you think about like all the characters that have appeared in a Defender comic or one-shot that are in the MCU now, and it's enormous. So I got a list. You know, Doctor Strange and the Incredible Hulk both have their own movies now. They were founding members of the Defenders. Captain America, again, another one-shot character, but he has his own films, obviously. If if no one knows that, then you got to go back and listen to our episodes. Yondu, Drax the Destroyer, and Howard the Duck, all from Guardians of the Galaxy. They've all been in the Defenders. I would love Howard to duck to cameo in the Defenders. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I'm hoping for. Scarlet Witch and Vision. Obviously, the Avengers. You know them. They were in the Defenders. Hank Pym, Scott Lang, Janet Van Dyme. They were all in Defenders. I'm not done. Daredevil. Luke Cage and Iron Fist have all their series. Patsy Walker, Hellcat, was in uh, Jessica Jones. Misty Knight and Colleen Wing in Luke Cage and Iron Fist, respectively. Valkyrie, we're getting in Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man from Spider-Man Homecoming, and now Carol Danvers in Captain Marvel in 2019. So you have all these upper echelon characters that have appeared in a street-level group. So the whole lineup could have been completely different. You know, could 2013, Doctor Strange hadn't been announced. Um, I don't think Ant-Man was out in 2000. Uh, it might have been out in 2013. Uh, this whole timeline kind of it's wacky i can't remember but like it could have been it could have been drax doctor strange ant-man and daredevil that could have been your team and i think that would have been dope but how would that have shifted the marvel cinematic universe you uh, know would have shifted it would would Big the time. yeah would luke cage get its own mo- get his own movie 
And if it was Luke Cage, would we get Mike Coulter? No. We probably we probably would have got Jamie Foxx or somebody a bigger name. Tyrese. Yeah, I don't know, Tyrese. But we probably would have got a bigger name, and it probably wouldn't have been as successful. Would Iron Fist be Finn Jones? And that's probably the most unsuccessful Netflix property to date, Iron Fist. But it's getting to season two. We're all excited. I'm excited about it. But I think that if what Marvel does is they take the characters that they think are going to work on the big screen and say, you guys are going to work. And the guys that aren't going to work on the big screen, they put them on the small screen. And I'm fine with that. You see it, you know, you saw it work with Daredevil. It didn't really do good on the big screen when, who who had Daredevil? Fox? Uh, I believe it was Fox. Okay, so whoever. 100%. Well, we'll say Fox had it. So Fox or Sony has Daredevil. For, for what it's worth, it wasn't a terrible movie. It wasn't in the, the pantheon of great comic book movies that we have now. But at the time, it wasn't terrible. Um, it almost made Ben Affleck want to kill himself, but it wasn't a. I, I mean, there's parts that I liked about it. Did you like Bullseye? I did. I thought I, I like Colin Farrell, and I thought that for what they get, they did with Bullseye and what they had to work with, they captured the essence of Bullseye. I just, you know, I wish he would have had the mask on instead of just having the Bullseye carved into his head. And also, with that movie. We had another actor that now is in the Marvel Universe with Foggy Nelson, played by John Favreau. Yeah. And now he's Happy Hogan. Mm-hmm. He likes to play the, the side piece. It just, that's what it <laughs> well, seems like. Well, I don't see him ever being a superhero type. Oh, if he was a superhero, who would he be? So, uh, <laughs> Modoc. <laughs> oh, well, that's a villain, so we don't want that for, uh, for Tony Stark. His best friend becoming Modoc. <laughs> Holy Christ. All right. So what they did is they, they took the characters again that aren't going to work on the big screen, put them in the small screen, small screen. How do you think the small screen characters have, have done? What do you think? Do you, do you think they've done justice to their own series to warrant the defenders? Or do you think it was, there's parts where like, Oh, well, how's this connect? Is this, this is a mess. How do you think they've done? Well, I really liked it, um, but uh, in 2015, they interviewed um, editor-in-chief of Marvel, okay. and he said, he was like, look, I'm, we had no apprehension changing the lineup because of Jessica Jones and Nine Fifth and Daredevil and Luke Cage. He goes, because the defenders aren't really known. Yeah. We had no apprehension, so we're bringing these new character that a lot of people do not know into the defenders and i think they did a very very good job daredevil i absolutely love yeah uh luke cage was great and with and with luke cage you have that iron fist yeah and then jessica and jessica jones yeah yeah, because in the comics luke cage she marries he marries jessica jones and he's best friends with danny rand my thought here's my thought and i'll get let you get back to it in a second but it kind of seems like this universe should have been centered around Luke Cage because it's the only one that doesn't fit as far as comic book genre is Daredevil in that in that realm because they all have connections they all have a tie to each other um and Misty Knight with Danny Rand and Colleen with Danny Rand they all kind of Danny Rand gets around but you have this whole whole group Daredevil just falls in line because maybe he was a lawyer to Jess Jones or for Luke or for Danny 
but I think it it seems like it's more centered around Luke Cage. But go back to your point. So what I'm saying, you know, um, I love Luke Cage, a Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones kind of fell a little short for me. Okay. Um, I, I know a lot of people gave Iron Fist shit. I actually liked that show better than Jessica Jones. Iron Fist was my least favorite series. Jessica Jones was my least favorite. Yeah. Um, Be- I, well, because there wasn't a lot of action in Jessica Jones. I think that's what a lot of people will say that Jessica Jones was the best series, best season. And I'm call- I'm going to call it a season because these are like, they're all like kind of like Fargo where it's a different character, but they all lead up to something maybe. And this certainly leads up to something, but a lot of people will say that Jess Jones is the best out of all the f- uh, the five current seasons that have been out, including Daredevil season two. I don't know. Yeah, I have to disagree. The, well, yeah, that. obviously, because it's your least favorite. <laughs> um, if I had to pick them in order, it would be Luke Cage, Daredevil season two, Daredevil, Daredevil season one, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones. Yeah, I would. I would probably flip flop your first two and go Daredevil season two because of the inclusion of the Punisher, and then Luke Cage. Um, but. You know, in all, I really enjoyed that all of them. I'm actually currently trying to catch up and watch all of them again um, to in line for the Defenders. And uh, August I, 18th on Netflix, you can August. stream all the episodes. And uh, so right now, I've, I'm watching them in succession. So I've watched Daredevil season one, and I'm almost done Jessica Jones. And... Um, so hopefully in the next two weeks I can binge and finish. Yeah. To to get back to the question, as far as the, the series, what they have done leading up to this point, they have completely warranted the Defender team up. The beauty of this is in the, the small things. You have your clear-cut heroes, you have your clear-cut villains, but then you have a steady kind of moving piece with Clara Temple, who's in everything. And that's the, you've said it, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but she's the Nick Fury of the Defenders. And she, you see that in the Defenders, that she's still in it, and she's, she knows she knows Danny Rand, she knows Luke Cage, she knows Jessica Jones, she knows Matt Murdock, she knows all these people, and she brings them together and says, you guys need each other. That's how it's going to work. So if it, honestly, I think if it weren't for her and her inclusion, that you would have, at the end of the, at the end of Iron Fist and the beginning of De- um, of Defenders, you'd be like, "Well, how did all these guys like? How do they sync up? Like, nobody know. Like, is there a secret uh, like chat room where superheroes go on in New York and say, "All right, we're gonna meet up here." Is it like Kick Ass Two where they send out flyers for superheroes? <laughs> like, you don't you don't know, but you need that one person to bring them all in, and that's where you get Claire Temple. And for those of you guys who have no idea who Claire Temple is, Rosario Dawson. So Rosario Dawson's character is the the glue to the defender she pieces them all together so what they have done so far has been excellent some some hit and misses as far as you know character spotlights i think iron fist was a little lackluster i think jessica jones was a little boring at sometimes but what they're doing has completely warranted a uh, a team up series i think they've they've done a great job what are you most looking forward to in the series? Because I have three things, but I'm sure I'm going to be able to rattle off three million. Mainly the interaction between the heroes itself. Uh, I'm really excited to see that. Anything like the Avengers and Garden of the Galaxy, when you get multiple 
characters together to form a team is awesome. Do you think there's going to be like that humor that the MCU is known for? Because this is a dark, gritty comedy, like dark, um, dark, gritty comedy. This is a dark, gritty universe. And there really hasn't been that humor. No, not at all. So do you think there's going to be that uh, comedic tone and that banter between the members? Or do you think this is going to be strictly like... I think there'll be a banter. Like like, in the trailer, they show some banter with like uh, Iron Fist. Yeah. Who, to me, was not funny at all in his episode, in his season. The only one I could see kind of being funny would be Matt Murdock. Because he's like got that plain, stale kind of... Well, from what I see is... Jessica Jones is more snarky. Yeah, I could see her being humorous too and, because she's and, snotty. And that's the thing; she's she's kind of snarky and kind of like not snobbish, but you know, she kind of doesn't put up with shit. Yeah. And from what I've seen with the trailer, is you have Iron Fist as kind of you know the Zen master and all this. Yeah. And she kind of just looks at him like, "Dude, you're a fool." Yeah, because he didn't find his chi half in most of his his season. How is he a Zen master when he couldn't even summon the Iron Fist for nine <laughs> episodes? You know what I mean? And Jess, she can't remember any, or she can't tolerate anything because she's drunk the whole time. She's hungover. The only so you have a Zen master who can't who can't do his job. You have a blind man. You have a drunk, and Luke Cage is just like, all right, well, this is what's happening. <laughs> this is what this is what you team me up with. I know I'm an ex-con, but Jesus, could you have at least given me people who have their stuff together? So what else are you looking forward to? So the continuity between the team, the banter, the dynamic. What else? Um, I'm going to see Sigourney Weaver in a villain role. Yes. Um, or we will talk about yep. Sigourney Weaver. That was just a little bullet point. Um, and the Punisher. Yeah. Brings me to point one for me. The Punisher. There was rumors that he wasn't going to be in it. There were rumors that he he is in it. He is certainly in the show. Um, now, how big of a role, we do not know. Yeah, and we will we will discuss how the Punisher kind of plays into it. But the main thing is, I want to see the Punisher. Um, I saw the Punisher in Daredevil Season 2, and it left me wanting so much more. And at the end of Daredevil Season 2, we didn't, like, for us, we watch it the day it comes out. And we binge it, like, I guess. That weekend. Yeah, we, we binge it like losers. We just sit in our, sit in the studio, watch it, order pizza, and just veg out for 16 hours. And then they were like, oh, you know what? The Punisher was success- successful, but we don't know what we're going to do with it. And then they announced, like, months later, we're going to get a series, and now no. I'm amped up. They didn't announce. They just started filming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They just came out of nowhere, and they were, like, on the set of Punisher. I remember texting you, like, dude, they're filming. And they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. My form of announcement of, for this is Johnny Bernthal posting pictures of the skull. That's it. Because like, I, I think the first thing that I seen and realized they were filming is when he had that big beard walking around. Yeah. Oh, I, I was so happy. And Punisher with a beard. We got Punisher with a beard. Captain America with a beard. Oh, they're getting current. It's good time. I'm going to be nomad for Halloween. I'm ready. Well, you were a bearded uh, Frank Castle one year. Yeah, Bill, because in the comics he he has a he has a beard at some point. Um, I'll find the picture. Don't worry if you want to <laughs> you want to debate me, someone, call me out. I'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> Active Geek underscore. Find me. Uh, sorry, Twitter wars. Yeah, then. I'm gonna fight someone. Um, Twitter fight. But uh, no, so you know, I was really pumped when they announced the series, and then. Like I said, we were back and forth, back and forth. Is he in it? In Defenders, not yeah. in Defenders. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Punishers. I gotta tell you about what I'm excited for. Okay, I'm sorry. The Punisher was part I'm of getting it. excited. I know. Put your put your uh tug it in. I want awesome fight scenes. 
hallway fight scenes. Well, we're getting that. We're definitely getting hallway fight scenes. But Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones had some good fight scenes. Iron Fist, the martial arts Zen master, the the one who should have had the best fight scenes had the worst fight scenes. Yeah, um, I have to agree with that. So I'm hoping, and Iron Fist, uh, the second season got a whole new showrunner. Like they they were like, all right, you know, we're gonna move. Along. So you have they get a second showrunner, and then I want to see these fight scenes because you have so many different dynamics. You have super strength, you have the chi, you have Daredevil doing his parkour ninja stuff. And you have Jessica Jones, who's a bona fide superhero, who can fly, who can punch things through walls, and she can't like she doesn't have laser eyes. Well, but. in in this series, she jumps really high. She yeah, said. she doesn't really fly. Yeah, in but, the comics, she flew. But maybe we might see her fly one day. I'm gonna say that's flying because she can jump higher than me, and if you can stay in the air a little longer than most people, you're flying. So she's a bona fide superhero. I want to see all the awesome fight scenes because I think. If you go with the first three iterations or four with Daredevil Season 2, you had really great fight coordinators, and I think we're going to get really good fights and really great team-up. That's where we're going to see the hero for hire kind of deal with let, the Iron Fist and Luke Cage going at it. Let me chime in for a second. Nope, and p- people don't <laughs> People don't know. I We talked about the hallway fight scenes. If you never really notice, and we've talked about this a lot in more in private conversations. No, we've al- talked about it a lot on the podcast. They always seem to have hallway fight scenes yeah, because that's and where epic because that's where you can do a lot more things like any any jackass can fight in a field or in a street but in a small corridor yeah, and you have these because look at it you have daredevil who's really not a superhero and he's blind so like he or, he's not a superhuman i meant he is a superhero um but he's blind you get him able to work in a small situation and i like that and luke cage would carrying the fucking car door and just running and getting shot that's a great part too the last thing i'm looking forward to and i'm hoping for and we'll get to it i want to see a costume hellcat yeah and she's in it they've like imdb kind of throws things throws things out there and they're saying that hellcat is in the show yeah well patsy walker's in the show but i don't know if we're if they're gonna call her hellcat or maybe someone sleeps with her and says she's a hellcat but i don't know if that's what's gonna happen so that's the things that I'm looking forward to, but you had mentioned Sigourney Weaver, who's playing Alexandra. What do you think of her motives are? Because like, there's really there's no bio on her. We've seen some stills of her, and she's essentially looks like a businesswoman. And that's like everybody here is kind of like a business villain. You had uh, Wilson Fisk, you had uh, yeah. Madame Zhao, you had you know the stupid idiots in uh, the Rand Corporation. I don't really remember their names. They were all just douchebags. But you had them. What? What do you think Sigourney Weaver's whole motives are? I don't know. I mean, she in the trailer, she definitely has interaction with Madame Gao. Yeah. So makes me think she's either part of the hand or affiliated with the hand. Yeah, that that's what I wrote too. Like I think that she's she's part of the hand, like she's connected with the hand. I think that she's not the leader of the hand. No. But I think that she's seen that New York is ripe for the taking. You've had so many people try to take it, and they failed. But she's going to come in, and she's going to bring in the hand with the help of Madame She might Gal. be more like a financial backer. Yeah, I think that she's going to take the city. And that's she's like, all right, you know what? Kid gloves come off. I'm taking this city. This is my city now. She might not even live in New York, or she might live in New York. Maybe they'll show her like a rags to riches kind of story where she was homeless, and now she came to the top. I don't know. But my thought is that she's... She's ready to just 
sees New York. This is what she wants. As far as being connected to Hand, I have a theory. And this is only a theory backed on my psychotic thinking. And, like, I have, you know how Barry in The Flash has, like, that secret chalkboard with, like, spider webs of yarn connecting how, you know, Zoom or uh, Reverse Flash killed his mom? I have one of those that no one sees. What if Alexandra's a front? And what if Sigourney Weaver is actually Mephisto? Hmm. And there had been an inkling stick had dropped that Mephisto might not, not through like saying Mephisto, but saying there's a bigger hand, darker force at work. What if Sigourney Weaver is a gender bent Mephisto? That'd be pretty neat. I could see it. Yeah. I could absolutely see it. Um, and that could open up the, the realm of the Netflix universe for further properties um, besides the Punisher, who's going to be dealing with his own stuff. But this is a great way to bring in Blade. It's a great way to bring in Ghost Rider. Uh, bring in those supernatural elements of it. Um, so are you on board with my, my thought that she might be Mephisto? Like, is that a cool theory? Like, yeah, does, no, that's does it definitely, hold water? No, that's definitely a cool. Now, I could be absolutely wrong in this, which, you know, I've been wrong in many situations. But for most of the stuff that we predicted on here, we've been right. I would love this to be right, but I mean having Mephisto would be pretty dope but yeah. they're but they're including they're including so many other things in there and you had said that she she's the financial backer of the hand but they're also including Electra. so not only do you have if you know you have Alexandra you have the Punisher who we don't know what's going on with him and now you have Electra. so how does Electra factor into this I don't know because you know spoiler alert if you haven't watched Daredevil season two um she's supposed to be dead she's dead she yeah. dies yeah but then at the end, we show her in the canister or something. Yeah, where Nobu was. Nobu most, was. Most I kind of resurrected him. Yeah. So, and Nobu was so badass. Yeah. So And that was a dude that's been resurrected multiple times. And Electra was badass without being resurrected. So imagine what we're going to get from her. And you see her definitely, you know, I don't know if she's under control. I, she would have to be brainwashed or something. Something because it shows her interaction with Alexander and Madame Gal's there, yeah. and Electra is fighting. Um, looks like she's sparring with people. Yeah, you know, training, and she definitely is more of a villain type. This yeah, time. I'm thinking that she's absolutely a villain. And my thought is that she's fully in control. And you said maybe she's in control. I think that she's in control. She's being controlled by the hand. Yeah. And that she has no control of what's going on. So she's kind of brainwashed into the situation. Like, that's who killed you. Like, maybe they kind of distort. And this could be another thing with Mephesto. They distort her thinking to believe that Daredevil killed her. And not Nobu. Because, I mean, you are essentially becoming the person that killed you. Mm-hmm. As far as Elektra is concerned. And the good thing about Marvel is they keep their actors. And Elodie Young's returning as Elektra, which is awesome. And that's great because they're going to intertwine everybody. I know you have a list of who's uh, who's showing up. Do you want to go over the list yeah, right now? Yeah, I'll who's go going? over the list. Good. Who, right. Who's coming into the Defender universe? So, um, you know, we've got our main four. Yeah. Of Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Then we have people um, like Electra come back. Claire Temple. Foggy Nelson. Madam yeah. Gal. Fogbog. He's finally going to get a suit. Misty Knight. Trish Walker. Yep. Stick is back. Yeah, well, he's going to be... He's, he's going to play a big role. He's in all the footage. My thought is Stick's going to die this season. This yeah. event is... I think Stick's dead. I, I, I can see a couple people not making out of this, 
to move forward in the universe. Um, Jessica Jones' friend Malcolm. Yep. Yeah, he'll be another one who dies. <laughs> uh, Jerry Hogarth, the yeah. the lawyer. Karen Moss. Like I hated her in every episode <laughs> she that she was in. I don't. I don't like her. Uh, Karen Page. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Deborah Ann Wolf. She's, uh, she's she's good. I like her. Father Lanton. Yep. Who uh, played a not a big role, but a he was a, a significant role in Daredevil season one. He was Daredevil's spiritual advisor. Um, Marcy. Yeah. Uh, Fogbog's girlfriend. Yep. Punisher. Yep. And my guy that I hope he dies. I love that Punisher is second to last on your list. <laughs> well, you know what? I forgot to put him in there. Okay. That's why. Okay. Um, but the guy that I hate, and he was in several seasons, Turk. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Turk. I hate Turk. You know, Turk, Turk is like the street-level kingpin. He's connected to everything. Yeah, he, is. he really is, and he was in Daredevil. He was in Luke Cage. He's in the comics. He, it, he plays a a role in the comics for uh, the it, Defender series. But like even before that, like Turk was in like Turk was an actual character. Yeah. So he he he. I hope he dies, but he might not. All right. So second to last on your list is the Punisher. How, why is he being featured in this? Right before hit. Like, do we need another taste of the Punisher? I'm excited that he's in it, but. You know, I'm his, not his, mad. His series comes out in November. Why is he in this? Is it just be like, all right, everybody who was important in the DC, in the the Netflix universe is now in this show, so we have to throw Frank in there. Frank was supposed to be a one and done, but now everyone loves the Punisher, and we're gonna put him in there. What do you think? Well, I'm happy with it because I thought Johnny Berthold was amazing yeah, as love, a Punisher. I love him as a Punisher, so I'm fully on board. How he fits in, I don't know. Uh. In the current comic runs, he is involved. Yeah. In the def- he's not a defender, but he is involved in the series. Is he an anti-hero in it, or a villain, or a hero? More anti-hero. Okay. Because that's where I think he's going to be. Yeah. I think he's starting Frank Castle that we know. And how we... How they officially announced it. And they didn't really officially announce it. They threw a, the Stan Lee trailer. Yeah. And if anyone hasn't seen that, it's amazing. Well, they they technically announced it because he was on the panel for yeah. at San Diego Comic Con, and then they released the Punisher trailer. But you know, he hasn't talked about anything. No, he just is like, "You're gonna watch it. It's gonna be dope. Just watch it." And in the trailer, you know, it shows Stan Lee, and he's talking about the Defenders and yeah. all this, and then it fades to black. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you see, you you see someone emerging out of shadows, and it's John Bernthal as Frank Castle, and he says. Looks like I came just in time. And, and I, that's it. See, this is how I think. I think he's going to show up probably at the end of the season to kind of spearhead his his show. I think he's going to be one to two episodes. I would love it to be in all of it, like for him to be in all, all of late. it. But I don't think I don't think he's going to be in it. I also hate that it's an eight-episode run. I wish this was they're, a 16-episode run. They're considering run. a miniseries. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's an event. Um, so I think that he's going to start off because where we left off, he saved Matt Murdock and left. And that's it. You know, he's on the rooftop holding the gun. He's got the skull on his on his vest and he leaves. I think he's going to straddle that line between hero and villain because the defenders might not agree with what he like his tactics are. But we know Karen doesn't obviously, but um but she believes in Frank, that Frank's a good person. So I think in the end he eventually becomes a hero and then he goes into his own series. That's really what I think. Do you think we get any surprise Marvel characters? We love speculations. Do you think we get any surprise characters? I 
don't think we're going to see any new characters. Okay. I don't think we're going to see any characters that we haven't seen already. Okay. So I, I, I really don't think so. Um, there's a couple people that I would like. Oh, we'll, we'll get, talk about yeah, that we're going to get to that. Um, but no, I definitely do not see any surprise like, oh, and we're definitely not seeing any of the MCU characters. No, no, no. That's not going to happen. My, my thought is I, I'm hoping that we finally get to see Stan Lee in person as opposed to on a poster. I mean, he is in the trailer, so maybe. Yeah. And he should be. He should be in the but, show. He's been in everything other than this. But now that he is a watcher, how... And this is... Dude, he was in S.H.I.E.L.D. It, you know, it, it's, yeah, all, it's all connecting. So he was in S.H.I.E.L.D. So he, And he's in the X-Men universe So and Deadpool. So he's got to be in... I think he should be in this. It's Marvel Comics. He didn't create them, the Defenders, but he's created Marvel Comics. Um, I already said, so Stanley, Hellcat as Hellcat. I think this is going to be her swan song. She needs to become a hero in this show. We're, we're going to see Missy Knight and Colleen Wing do their their side. side I like Missy stuff. Knight got her, her robotic arm. She's not gonna. That's not gonna happen. They already got one robot arm in I the. Want it. Yeah, that'd be cool. But they are. They already have one robot arm in the MCU. They don't need another one. Um, and then I said Mephisto. I think Mephisto might be the the new um, character that we see. I would love to see it. Here are the characters that I want to see. I want to see Moon Knight. And this goes back to our very first episode. <laughs> yeah, we've talk, talked want, about Moon Knight I want and to see, I want to see Moon Knight, Blade, Namor, and She-Hulk. All characters that I, I think that would fit into the Defenders. You know what I mean? Who do you want to see? I want to see Blade. Blade. Because they do have the rights back. Yep. They kept talking, talking about it. And like you were saying, if it's Mephisto, Blade would be a very good tie-in. Right. To this, um, do I think it's going to happen? No, but that's what I want. Before you go to your second character, who plays Blade? Because I got into a discussion with uh, with a friend of mine, and we had like a twenty minute discussion on who should play Blade. And my problem with w- where we're at now is that Black Panther took all of like the the big name African American actors, yeah. and you're kind of left with like, and I'm not I'm not going to discredit these actors, but you're you're left with Tyrese, uh, Jamie Foxx, who's attached to every uh, African-American hero role. Um, you have David Paul Ramsey. You have Will Smith. Wesley Snipes still. Michael Jai White. Uh, Jalil White. Uh, <laughs> Please have Urkel. <laughs> uh, Anthony Anderson. You're tied to some of these actors. John Boyega. Um, so who would you get to play Blade? I want... Wesley Snipes. And I think that's where we're at. I think Marvel did that on purpose and said, you know what? We're going to give Wesley a series because he fits in, one, he fits into the MCU because our heroes are in their late 30s. Some of them are in their late 40s. Well, he's in his 50s. Yeah, but still. But he's he, still in good shape. And he's still ripped. Um, um, I could see Terry Crews getting Blade, but I've never seen him act seriously. Yeah. That's the problem. You know who I could see? Who? Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, but again, he's an older actor. I was thinking Sterling K. Brown. He's in. I think he's in Black Panther. I don't think so. He no. He's petitioning for oh, no. John Stewart. Uh, Courtney B. Vance is in Black yeah. Panther. I get them confused. Sterling K. Brown. Um, I can see it. I like. I've always liked Sterling K. Brown. He's pretty good in This Is Us. And I hate was, that I have to admit that he I've seen was that. really good. <laughs> he was really good in the O.J. Simpson story. So I think that if all right, let's say Sterling K. Brown gets John John Stewart. I think Tyrese is going to be played um, in a series. I'm not mad at it. 
it's not my first choice. I do not want Jamie Foxx as as Blade. Jamie Foxx is going to get Spawn. And I'm happy with that. Let him have Spawn. I definitely don't want Will Smith. I don't want Will Smith in anything anymore. Um, <laughs> I'd rather have Jalil White, Steve Urkel as Blade. Than and he's ripped. Yeah. He is. He, he might be able to pull it's it off. It's kind of like Carrot Top. Ideally, this my choice for Blade would have been Michael B. Jordan. He and I know you don't like him. I hate him. But you can't base his entire, you know, his entire works off of a failed movie that he had no control of. No, that, that I I there's I, other reasons. I liked him in Creed. Other movies that I, eh, he was okay. I liked him in Creed. Fruitvale Station. He was really good in. And you probably didn't see that, but he was no. really good in that. That stupid movie that he did with Miles Teller and Zac I Efron. Hate that fucking movie. But he he's not in control of these roles, you know what I mean? So he's getting put. He was a young actor who was just getting whatever he could. I think he and he's learned. He's come to the the, the light side, my friend. He went from being, you know, over here in the Fox universe and said, you know what, I'm going to make money and do what I want. I'm going to become a villain in Marvel, and I'm going to be, um, kill uh, Killmonger. So either him or Chadwick Boseman would have been great too. Um, but he's too busy playing Black Panther and every historic band yeah. Black Panther and every historical African American <laughs> act uh, ever. Marshall, yeah, James Brown, Jackie Robinson. He's in everything. So, so you're going with Wesley? Yeah. All right, I said Wesley as well. It has to be Wesley. All right, who else do you want to say? Um, some we are already seen, and I love him. I want to see Kingpin again. Okay. Um, well, he could have went back into. Do you think we get him? He's not dead. I think we can get him in this show. I, I secret role. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. He wants want, to do it. I want him to do it. And you know what, Vincent and I, and I was telling you the other day, he's in everything. Yeah, now. he's in absolutely everything. He's in Death Wish. But Vincent D'Onofrio, the way he portrayed Kingpin, in my opinion, is hands down the best acting performance by any villain in the MCU, Netflix, anything Marvel property. Okay, his it's a bold statement. Yeah, no, I'll I'll go there. His acting as Kingpin, top notch. I agree. He he was great. And I love Kingpin. And you know I've got the failed Kingpin series. Yeah, I got you, the, you, well. You ruined the series because you bought it. What <laughs> I said, you ruined the series because you yeah. bought it. And then I um I bought the uh, the tie in for Civil War two. When it was a four-issue tie-in of Kingpin, I got that, and I love that. Um, so I really love Kingpin. Yeah, so it's fair to say that you're a big Kingpin fan. I, I do. I do love Kingpin. All right, so who else do you want? Uh, that's it. All right, so let's go back to my list. Who plays Moon Knight? Ideally, I'm going Tom Hardy. But one, he's not going to do a Netflix series. No. Two, he's tied up with Venom. And three... He's just a busy man, and everybody wants him. He's got Taboo season two. He's got a lot of work. If you look at what Mark Spector looks like in action figures and in the comics, it's Tom Hardy. If they go with a younger character, I could see uh, Taron Edgerton. I don't think he's going to do Netflix. No. I'm, if it's a, a small, like this, a superhero yeah. role, I think he would. But who like? But there are so many other people that could probably do him. Uh, but who would you go with? I've talked about this before, and I think... Statham would be pretty good, too, but he can't do an American accent. Um, Guy from The Blacklist. I forget his name. I've talked about him in one of our first episodes. Um, I think he could pull it off. 
Go ahead, keep going. Who else would you have? Um, I don't know. I, I, the way the Netflix universe is going, yeah, they're going with kind of unknown people. You know, no one really knew who Charlie Cox was. No one really knew who Mike Coulter was. Yeah, uh, Finn Jones had a small role in Game of Thrones. Yeah, so I really, you know, they could go any, anyone. What do you What do you think about Justin Theroux? Hmm. He's doing big things on the leftovers now and, and that's, that's ending that's coming to an end which spoiler alert if you're watching the leftovers i don't even know if it's on right now or if it's over but i listened to a podcast with uh damon lindelof did loss and he said that with the leftovers he is not going to reveal how they left the world it's going to be a cliffhanger i i seen the first two episodes i saw the first season and i was like okay that's that's all right that's enough for me yeah, I seen the first two episodes. Didn't catch me. I was like, all right, I'm good. All right. So, do you think Justin Thoreau would be? Yeah, I think he would be pretty good. Yeah, and you know, you really this is new for him, and he loves superheroes. I think he co-wrote Iron Man and Iron Man Two. I think he wrote Iron Man Three. Maybe, but I know he he, ha- he wrote he, one of those movies. Yeah. yeah, he has worked in the MCU, which is which is really cool. Um, so I would go with him. Who would play? Who would you get to play Namor? Brian T. Yes, yes, that's on my list. I said uh, Brian T. Uh, a buddy of mine said uh, Luke Evans, and I could see it if they whitewash it. Luke Evans, yeah, he uh, Hellboy. Huh? Oh no, I'm thinking of Luke Goss. No, Luke Evans. Um, yeah. yeah, from uh, he's Bard from yeah. The Hobbit, and he was in uh, Dracula Untold and, and all that wonderful stuff. All right, last but not least, who would play She Hulk? Because I'm thinking, like, who the hell could play She-Hulk? You know who <laughs> was petitioning? Are you going to say Angie Harmon? Yep. She's been wanting She-Hulk for, like, 10 years. Now yeah. she's, like, 62. Yeah. She gets, she's she, in great shape, though. For, she's not that old, but yes. Yeah, she, so you're thinking Angie Harmon? No. <laughs> um, hmm. You want to hear mine? Yeah. This is a character who has been, not a character, a, a person who has been referenced in several of our, our newer episodes, Catherine Winnick. I think I think she could do it, and it's hard. Like a lot of people don't want She Hulk in the MCU because there really aren't a lot of buff female actors that can physically look the role and carry the acting. It would be uh, Gina Carano. Carano, yeah, I, I, she's fine. She did good as a, and she's not a bad actress. No, she's fine. Um, but a lot of people want Ronda Rousey. I, I do not want that. My thought is, you don't have to. It, it's listen. There's nobody walking around like She-Hulk. I think She-Hulk is like 6'11". Well, it's the same thing with Kingpin. Yeah. Well, it's also the same thing with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was jacked, and Gal Gadot was not jacked, but she was toned, and she killed it. So I think anybody could play She-Hulk and, it, and just kill it. And like Kingpin, in the comics, is like six foot eight, 700 pounds. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> no one out there that is even close to that physique. The only person who could have played kingpin and been like an enormous force would have been the mountain from game That's of thrones but he said honestly he's still too small yeah well yeah because he's like 360 and he's like 611 but yeah it could have been like shack yokozuno that's who would have been from he's wwf <laughs> it's either you're gonna get a fat guy that's too short or, or a tall guy that's not fat enough <laughs> so Vincent d'onofrio i'm glad you did what you did so my, the big question chuck will all eight episodes of the defenders be better than season two and luke cage because I know they're both our favorites, so will this be better than... Uh, I don't know. Ooh, it, that, it, ugh. 
<laughs> that was a fun sound. It's really set. They really set the bar high. Yeah, oh yeah. And um, it has the potential, but I don't know if it can be that. I think it could be great and it'd be just as good. But to excel is going to be really tough. I think it will be. I think it. The this is what I think. You have. Yes, it's eight episodes, so you have less time to get more out. Whereas in previous seasons that are 16, I think there are 13 episodes, or 16 or whatever. In previous seasons, there have been stale moments in every show. So there's less room for staleness and more room for action. So I'm going with, yes, it's going to be better. I think it's going to be the the top creme de la creme. I think this is going to be the biggest event that we've seen as far as Marvel small screen. And I think it's going to be better than the next event that they're planning with, which is the Inhumans, which we'll talk about in the, the geek gallery. But I, um, I think this is going to be the best. The last question I want to ask you, and the last question we shall talk about, where does this leave the defenders? Where do we get with our team? Are we going to see a new series after this? Are we going to get defender season two? Because that's still up in the air. We know that Jess Jones is coming back. We know that Daredevil is getting season three. Iron Fist is getting season two. And Luke Cage is getting season two. So our heroes are safe. They're not going to die in this unless... I hope they're not going to die in this unless the the next seasons are flashbacks. But where does this leave us? I don't know. I definitely unite the heroes. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if we'll get a second series. But I think it opens up the door more... For crossovers. I agree. So, you know, we've seen Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, and that's it. And Punisher has been in Daredevil season two. But I think we are we can see more Luke Cage and Iron Fist because in the comics, yeah. they're really good friends. They're the heroes Ryer. So, you know, I'd like to see that more maybe in an Iron Fist or a Luke Cage or Vice or yeah, yeah. get give a whole series. See, that a you, hero for hire series. You, you took the words out of my mouth. So this is my plan. I think Jess Jones comes to an end at season two. I think Daredevil comes to the end at season three. I think Iron Fist comes to the end at season two. And for season three of Luke Cage, it's Iron Fist and Luke Cage Heroes for Hire. I think Jess Jones and Daredevil will only come back for, for these crossover events. This is my what I would like. I'd like The Punisher to get more seasons. Season, maybe five seasons because I fucking love The Punisher. <laughs> so I'd like five seasons for The Punisher. I'd like them to bring in Blade. I'd like them to also bring in Ghost Rider, if not combine the two. And Moon Knight. Well, Moon Knight, come on, man. You, the listeners know where I am with Moon Knight. Um, they could do an animated Moon Knight show, and I'd watch it. They could do a, a musical Moon Knight, and I'd watch it because I want Moon Knight. But I think that's where they should go. But truly, where I think this ends with is just everybody picking up the pieces of New York. I think that the Daredevil universe, the, the Defender universe is molded around the event that happened in the Avengers. I think we're going to get a second event for them to pick up the pieces in Defender Season 2. Because I think this totally warrants a second season. Personally, I think this is going to be amazing. That's that's where I think. I think we're, we're in for great television on August 18th, which is a Friday. I love that Netflix does this on Fridays. I think we're in the, we're in the room for great television. And we're just gonna get get back to sit and watch it and binge it. I'm I'm currently carving holes in our seats with toilets, <laughs> so we don't even have to get up. 
Just and sit, you know what, poop, this, and flush. We, we've done, I think Luke Cage was the first one that we watched together from start to finish. And from Friday to Saturday. To Saturday. Yeah. Um, this is only eight hours. Yeah, I can watch that in a day. Watch it at work. Just watch that my whole whole Friday. Just go to work. All right, let's open the Geek, geek Gallery. Um, and there, there are a few things I want to talk about. Mainly the Inhumans. First reviews are back. Did you see any of the, the, the reviews? No, I have not. They say it is atrocious. The worst Marvel property ever. They said that this is not going to work. The pilot is awful. They said that it is pure dog mess. I'm not surprised by that. Um, I was surprised on how negative it was because I, I get that you know Iron Fist got a really bad review and it turned out to be a little bit better than people imagined. I'm worried about the Inhumans. I still think I'm still going to see it. I'm still going to watch it. I think they're. I'll probably enjoy it. I think, you know, with bad reviews, and not as many people know who the Inhumans are. Yeah. Well, so, again, this is it goes back to what I said in the beginning. Marvel takes the characters that they think are going to do big on or do great on the big screen, which they thought Inhumans was going to do, and then they changed it and said we're going to put them on a small screen because they're not going to do as well as we we think they're going to do. And then they reveal that they're going to bring in the scrolls. So that you know, that's a whole space story that you can move into without having the Inhumans. I'm still going to watch, and I know you are. We have plans to see it on either September 1st or September 2nd, but I'm, I'm excited to see it. The other thing is we got our first look at Zazzy Beats as Domino, and listeners, prepare to be on the Not, not On Board Express with your conductor, Chuck Miller. Chuck, you, you're not on board, are you? No, no. Is it the afro? Is it the look? Like You just don't like it? I just don't like it. I think that Domino looks like more like Misty Knight does than Misty Knight looks in yeah. the, the the MCU. Yeah, uh, I'm happy. Listen, I can't I can't complain because if you complain at one thing that's not comic book accurate, but then like another thing that's not comic book ac- accurate, you're you're con- like people are going to call you a hypocrite. And Brienne Hildebrand's Negasonic Teenage Warhead is 100. percent not comic book accurate nothing about it yeah so and i liked it and i dug it so i like you know i think i've only seen zazzy beats who one has a great name great theatrical name zazzy beats um i've only seen her in atlanta and she wasn't a big role in atlanta she was more like laying in bed with uh donald glover most of the season um but she looks great in the costume she's an attractive woman and i think it's going to bring Bring in some fun banter between her and Wade. I'm hoping for a Macy Gray reference because of the afro. That would be amazing. But that's that's about it. Um, I will say that there's a lot more going on. But this is a, we're recording two episodes this week, so we'll be able to cover more in the Geek Gallery. So watch Defenders on August 18th. But before you watch the Defenders, you need to give us a plug. And um, you can go on Twitter, as I mentioned, at the Active Geek underscore. We're on Facebook, uh, Active Geek, Instagram, the Active Geek, SoundCloud, the Active Geek Podcast, iTunes Store, the Active Geek Podcast. We are on Spreaker under the Geek Culture Cast Network with Legends of the Panels Podcast, uh, Warp My Tartars Podcast, Microburst Podcast, and the newest member, Wayne Comics Podcast. Uh, and so you can find us on there. So subscribe, like, rate, review, do all that stuff. And keep following us because we're adding more content week by week and we're having a lot of fun. And if you like sci-fi television shows and you want to see me spoil the the episodes, you can find me at the Galaxy Wars podcast on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. So August 18th, remember, 
Defenders on Netflix and uh, keep defending. Keep defending. I love it, Chuck. See ya.